morning, everybody. Yesterday was such a nice, uh, <clears throat> yesterday was such a nice, I, I just, just recounting how uh, we picked up that Isabel Mears um, chapter and really, really, really got it to make sense for us. I think it was with Frankie. Uh, it was a big, that was a, that was, it was really nice. And I don't know what, why that's popping into my head as I'm starting today. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll lean a little bit more on Isabel Mears. I don't know. But, um, but this is Tao of the Day. And if you don't know what Tao of the Day is, it is, uh, it is a daily, yeah, weekdays, I do this. Uh, I come on and I talk about the Tao Te Ching. Um, I invite you up to pick a number between 1 and 81, because there are 81 chapters in the Tao. And, uh, and then we'll go through Tao together. We'll go through one of the chapters together, you and I. Um, usually these go on for a couple hours. I have an 8 or 9. I got a call coming in between 8 and 9 this morning. So I wanted to either do it before or do it after. And, you know, it was... We, we've done some later ones this week, and so I'm deciding to just do one early. Um, you know, I always say that I just do these in the morning on Central Time. So if you're around and you want to pick a number, I'm sipping my kombucha in the morning, as you probably know I do. And um, I'm going to go ahead and pick a number for myself. Um, now we're going to... We're gonna, I, because I thought about that Isabel Mears yesterday, I think I'm going to lean on Isabel Mears today. I'm going to go to 79 in the Isabel Mears uh, translation. Nope. Nope, I do have a guest. Um, and we're going to bring you up. Papa Yo, is that how we pronounce that? Yeah, Papa Yo, or you can call me George. Or I can George. call you what now? George. 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 Yes. Yeah. How are you today? Fine. How are you today? I'm well. Where are you at? Uh, I'm at West London. Oh, okay. Wonderful. So, um, uh, so how's anyway, the day going so far? Well, I woke up around nine. Uh, I didn't really do much. Laying in bed, and I decided to go make breakfast. I mean, it's twelve minutes. I'm not taking breakfast. Okay. Well, um, are you familiar with Tao of the Day? Nope. No. I thought I would try. Okay. Well, um, the Tao of the Day. Uh, have you heard of the Tao Te Ching? Uh, I've seen the Tao before, but is it, is it like? An ancient thing, like is it Japanese? Yeah, it's a it's a it's an ancient Chinese text, uh, written presumably by Lao Tzu. Yeah, it was written in six hundred BCE, and um, and what I invite you up to do is just pick a number between one and eighty one. Okay, so um, I'll pick forty five. Forty five. Okay. We're gonna go to forty five. I'm gonna read forty five, and this is what's gonna happen. Okay, I'm going to read it through. You're going to give me any any of your first sort of um, thoughts, and then we'll go through it line by line and see if we can find anything more in there, okay? Okay. All right, so it says, True perfection seems imperfect, yet it is perfectly itself. 
True fullness seems empty, yet it is fully present. True straightness seems crooked. True wisdom seems foolish. True art seems artless. The master allows things to happen. She shapes events as they come. She steps out of the way and lets the Tao speak for itself. What are some of your thoughts? Uh, true perfection seems imperfect, but it's perfect. Uh, it is true, because uh, personally, I like to go for perfect, but I've come to like perfect in this world. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like to say, I like to say to my clients and other people I talk to, I like to say, you know, don't let your definition of perfection rob you of yours. Okay. You know, like, although, although true perfection seems imperfect, it is perfectly itself. You know, you, you, you are perfect right now even though it might seem imperfect. Yes, uh, occasionally I, I get that thought, you know. Um, I, especially when I'm in public, I like everything to go like that perfect, like smooth and perfect. And then something goes wrong, or probably I overthink things a lot, then it goes sideways. And then I let that sit back and Think about it. I'm like, if I had gone cool, when I would come perfect for me. I mean, if I hadn't gone for an actual perfection, it would have been perfect for me. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, like when you have an idea of what perfect is and then something happens, you might think that that's not right. That didn't happen the way I wanted it to. And yet... It always ends up okay, right? Like, like even if you don't like it, the only reason that it would be would end up bad is if you're holding on to something, you know. Like that idea of like, just because you haven't yet succeeded doesn't mean it's not going to succeed. Okay. It goes on to say. True fullness seems empty, yet it is fully present. How do you think that, what do you think that means? True fullness seems empty. Yet it is fully present. Well, uh, God, in my opinion, I would say, uh, in that very moment, you won't feel the full moment. It is only after it is past and you tend to think about well I about I like to think about a lot of things like that when it happens and I like to take my mind back and uh replay the events back and I'm like, Oh, it was full and I thought it was empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, events happen so quickly. And yes, we could it does. Happens so quickly. Yeah. And you know, it's oftentimes before we know it, they're over. Whether it's relationships or whether it's 
you know, just, you know, like when we were younger, we were going to school. It was like we would dread going to school and then we'd go to school. And it, when it was over, it was just like, oh, well, that didn't take long. But 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 we're always in this space of not of of filling our minds with thoughts before we're in the moment. But when we're in the moment, true fullness, like real fullness, when we are really present, those times go by so quick. You know, when you're not present, like if you're stuck in traffic, right? Stuck in London traffic, you're waiting and waiting and waiting and you're in your head and you're thinking and you're frustrated. But when you hear a song that allows you to be present in the car right now, without the distractions of all of the things in your life, you get to be present here. And although it may seem like your head is empty, you're right here right now, full of this moment. Okay. So then it, it, it continues to, to go through these three different aspects of um these it just it just continuing this uh, theme it says true straightness seems crooked true wisdom seems foolish true art seems artless when are, are do any of do any of those three like straightness and crookedness wisdom and foolishness art and artless do any of those have any of those presented themselves in your life Well, true wisdom seems foolish. Uh, I'll say for that one, yes. And crooked seems straight. Okay, uh, you know, me moving to London, it wasn't like a one-off thing. I had to have two places to get here. Yeah, uh, I bet. So in the end, I'd say I had to go through certain situations and you know, and I had to, I made it like, you know, okay, so the reason I'm saying that I'm, I'm a law student, right? So um, trying to pursue my law dream wasn't like a straight thing. I had to work in an accounting firm for like three years and, you know, getting my documents and everything done just to get here through that issue, you know. But in the end, it was like, I would say, let me say God, no, God still got me through. And even though it was crooked, but I would say it came through for me to finally like, have the opportunity to study law. Yeah. You know, that like resembles this idea of true straightness seems crooked. Like you're doing a very direct line so you can study law, but you have to do all of these other things in order to make that work. So it seems like a crooked line of getting you to, you know, fill out documents, get jobs, connect with people, do all these things. And it might not seem like a straight line of just you go to London, study, study law. But here you are able to do that. True straightness seems crooked. And you wanting to do that in this way might seem foolish to some people as well. 
true wisdom seems foolish. You're doing the you're doing the most direct route to get your dreams accomplished. And yet people on the outside might not see it that way. Uh, the, the problem thing was uh, one of them was one way is important. I didn't catch that. Would you repeat? I mean, like in your head, they were, they, were, they, were, they were thinking I had it easy or it was a straight up thing, like just go through the process and boom, you are where you are. Yeah, from their perspective, they have no idea. Yeah. And you are and you are living it. And so you have to take this crooked route. You have to take this, you know, you have to step into this as you need to. And yet from the outside it may seem crooked. It may seem foolish. And the art of living your life may even seem artless. It may seem clumsy. The master allows things to happen. So the master is someone who understands the Tao, understands the path forward without conception. So the master allows things to happen. She shapes events as they come. So every time something presents itself to you, you allow yourself to shape the path forward as it presents itself. She steps out of the way and lets the Tao speak for itself. What is that? How does that ring to you? What does that mean? She steps out of the way and lets the Tao speak for itself. The master steps out of, out of the way and lets the, the Tao speak for itself. Yeah. Is it, wait, is it in relation to the seven or the Tao. Mm, I don't look at the Tao as a religion, but the Tao is, you know, the Tao is sort of the feminine that um, came before God. You know, like like there's always like we look at we look at the Tao as that which everything is built upon. And so the Tao is is that is 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 the voice of God within you that doesn't demand of you. Okay. So, so the Tao is you know how you know how in many religions God is masculine? Yeah. Yeah, well the Tao is the feminine. And in the Tao we talk about the idea that the feminine has to exist. And then the masculine can be built upon it. So, you know, the, 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 the feminine is the sky and the masculine are the birds in the sky. You can't experience the sky until there's something in it. And so here we say she steps out of the way, the master, you step out of the way of all of the stuff. And you let the Tao speak for itself. You let that space be there without having to remember how we talked about crookedness and straightness you don't have to prove that your path is straight you can allow people to believe it's crooked because it seems that way 
but you take the path that the Tao presents for you. Okay. So the Tao is more or less like a supreme being or like nature. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's your nature, the, the deep nature that you hold on to. And you allow that to speak for itself. So I would say the master has faith in the Tao to take charge of whatever is coming his way or whatever is happening around him. Because, um, well, I believe in God. So mm -hmm. most of the time, if I'm going through a rough patch or difficult times, I like to see God. I put my faith and my trust in you. Do not let me down. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, George. Thank you too. So I want to, you know, as George was speaking about this idea that he puts his faith in God, you know, God is a whole, right? God isn't just masculine. God holds a feminine and a masculine. And as the Tao speaks, you know, the Tao is that feminine in which the structure of God was built upon. And so, you know, we all have to hold both sides. And, um, you know, there is the masculine sort of structural religious aspect, which demands of us. And then there is the feminine aspect, which receives us. And the master, as we, as we look at the last lines of this 45, the master allows things to happen. Right? We don't we don't force things to happen. We allow things to happen. She shapes events as they come. Right? We yield to the events as they present themselves. She steps out of the way and lets the Tao speak for itself. Oftentimes, when we look at religion from this masculine perspective, we have to, you know, usher in God into the conversation and yet here as we as we as we look at the Tao, as we look at that yielding of of living a reasonable life as as i like to talk about it and i do have someone in the queue so i'm gonna be with you in one second daryl um as we allow that to happen we can we can we can step out of the way and allow the Tao to speak for itself without having to prove anything so I'm going to bring Daryl up. Daryl, how are you, my brother? John, how are you? I am very well, very well indeed. It is a nice early morning, and we're getting on for some Dow of yeah. the day. Appreciate you you stopping by. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are. My wife's brother passed away in a car accident last summer, and his jersey number was sixty-six. And for some reason, I'm seeing 66 this morning. Okay. All streams flow to the sea because it is lower than they are. Humility gives it its power. If you want to govern the people, you must place yourself below them. If you want to lead the people, you must learn how to follow them. The master is above the people and no one feels oppressed. She goes ahead of the people and no one feels manipulated. 
The whole world is grateful to her because she competes with no one. No one can compete with her. What are some of your thoughts? Yeah, that, I mean, that is the ultimate leadership right there. Um, to me, that's like um, the real true uh, powerful leadership versus any kind of manage, you know, kind of like trying to control or anything like that. If it, it's a uh, it's race and it's leading. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, 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 when we, when we talk about leading and, and, you know, we can talk about leading, you know, like, I think, I think you and I are both like, you know, leaders here on this app and we're, we're also leaders in our, in our lives and different aspects. And, and there's lots of places where we could, mm -hmm. we, where we could lead. And in order to do that well, in order to be able to um, allow people to find their own voice. We have to be able to be humble and step aside as well. Yeah, the humility. Yeah, that was that's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, wow. What was the first yep. line? Because that that came fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go through this all line by line anyway. So the first line is all streams flow to the sea because it is lower than they are. Humility gives it its power. Mm. You said the sea as in water, right? Mm -hmm. El mar. See, si, the sea. Um, yeah. Right. Everything flows to the sea. Right. Okay. So it's like, you know, as that, like that's, that's giving us the sort of natural aspect of how one attracts. The, the sea attracts. Mm all of its all of the rivers yes, yes. and how does it attract because every it, river because it's below i see right it's servant leadership it's the it's through service mm -hmm. that it's attracted to your leading right and yeah. and you know like we we look at the sea and it's 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 big and yet yeah it doesn't always it doesn't always need to you know you look at rivers and they're always flowing and they're moving sometimes they're flowing slowly and they're deep and sometimes they're flowing quick and they're shallow but they're always heading somewhere and like the sea is yes. still you know it's always in that same place it's not going anywhere and if it is going somewhere it's doing it in a way that we can't perceive because it is evaporating and moving into clouds and kind of going through this process of rejuvenating the rivers, right? So the sea is what both supplies the river because of the process that water goes through. And then it also allows the river to come to it. Yes. That's, That's like great. deep humility, right? Like below the surface yeah. you like the, the the ocean isn't trying to take credit for the sea is not trying to take credit for supplying the energy that drives the rivers but that's inspiration and that's what a good right. leader does but it inspires without manipulating 
and without trying to take credit for that inspiration. So then in the, the, this chapter That's 66 great. moves on. If you want to govern the people, you must place yourself below them. If you want to lead the people, you must learn how to follow them. Mm. How does that ring? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's a bit the same in that, um, you know, making sure the, the people's needs are met, making sure that you're um, below to support them is what true leading is, right? Is to kind of make sure that their needs are met, make sure that you're following what they need. Uh, and that's, you know, just part of the whole message, I think. Yeah. And I think that there's, I think that there's a lot here, you know, like if you have a family, like how can you put yourself below your children? How can you be humble in the face of your children? Mm -hmm. How can yeah. you be humble in the face of your employees? And how can you continue to do that? How can you continue to strive to be, to place yourself below them, meaning their needs and their thoughts and their attention like do you need to have them think you're right or can you place yourself below them and say hmm let me hear what you have to say and let's see if we can talk through this is there anywhere in your life today yeah. that this is poignant hmm. i mean i think sometimes uh with my stepson, I think I have a hard time um, with how he thinks of the world. And so I think it has to be sort of the way I think of the world would be better for him. So mm -hmm. his, his way of thinking of the world, I've seen a lot of people go down that path and not do it so well. So I, it makes me nervous that uh, that thought, that thought, uh, schema uh, could be bad for him because I've seen it be bad for other people. So, yeah. um, but maybe I have to get out of my own way and, and say, wait a second. There's also a lot of people that have had bad mind frames and mindsets that have turned it around on their own terms and did amazing things. And maybe, you know, that's the path he's he's on you know so yeah. just accept accept it and accept that there's probably many more people that have learned and grown from mistakes and have had amazingly promising and uh they've also filled spaces in leadership in in the future because of what they went through to transform so I do think yeah. of that as well. I think of, you know, what could be if uh, if he grows into who he could be. Uh, so right. maybe I need to do that a little bit more. Maybe I need to back up a little bit more and say, wait a second. He, he will grow into who he's going to be. Yeah, this line that says, if you want to lead the people, if you want to lead your stepson, you must learn how to follow him. That doesn't yeah. mean 
wow. follow him and you have to, but you follow him, you follow his lead and help guide him rather than helping like advance your message, help guide him, follow right. him. Yeah. Right. Because he's the one that's on the lead because it's his life. Now he's going to know what's best for him. You have fear yeah. because you have fear about, about your path and his journey. Right. Like those things, those things have to become separate. Yeah. And so this continues yeah. to say the master is above the people. If we want to kind of focus on your stepson, the master is above the master you like presumably is above the people your steps on presumably and no one feels oppressed my guess is when you would tell if you were to tell your steps on mm -hmm. you're thinking about this wrong he may feel oppressed and that's something that we don't want because when you feel oppressed mm -hmm. you definitely don't yeah. want to follow that leader She goes ahead of the people and right. no one feels manipulated. Right. This again, you go ahead of the people and no one feels manipulated. If you want to lead the people, you must learn how to follow them. Those two things are important. Yes, you're going to go ahead. You're going to go ahead of your stepson, but you're going to go ahead in your mind, not in, his, in the way he sees it. You have to be the leader here, which means you need to follow his lead. Is that making sense? <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, you know, Martin John, I, you know, I think we all know who that person has been in our lives. Um, you know, I'm definitely trying to be a parent, and sometimes as a parent, as you, you know, may or may not know, is is you have to sometimes have these moments where you're parenting. You know, you're you're yeah. you're being quote unquote oppressive because you're trying to you know um, correct behavior, but like you just said we all have had that person that we let lead and it feels good um my dog lets me walk a little step ahead of her when i'm walking her because she feels comfortable with me leading that walk and we i some i felt comfortable letting people drive or to run the show um that i had full faith and that they that they're leading properly and that you feel safe and you feel um that you're in good hands you know and so i want to be more that that i really appreciate this today because i i want to be the one that's yes a parent but also um the one that he wants to let lead because it feels right you know um right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the word this, is for it, but yeah, like the, you know, like these are these are these are strange times. But but like this 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 verse wraps up in 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 very similar terms of what you're saying. The whole world is grateful to her, and that's what you want your son to be. You want your stepson to be grateful yeah. to you. And this last line, yeah, because she competes with no one, no one can compete with her. This is a big deal because oh, when yeah. you compete and compare, 
it is obvious, yeah. you know, and if you are competing your worldview versus his worldview, and he's going to feel that competition. But when you, but you can, when you start to compete with nobody, when you say your concept of the world is perfectly fine, let me help you figure that out. Because I have more calm. I'm not here to compete with you. I want you to succeed. I love you. You have a way of thinking of the world. Let me not try to manipulate that so you see how wrong it is, but let me see where we can come to grips so that you can grow within this and maybe grow beyond it. Like for myself, I have 21 years clean and sober. I was out there in addiction for 13 years and I started using it 13. If I had a stepfather that, you know, was interested in what I was doing, I'm sure they would be scared for me as well. But here I am. 21 years beyond that and much more like loving toward myself and others and understanding of the whole journey. But you know, when you're a kid, that's a, that's a journey you can't even imagine yet. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Like you had to go through what you went through to be who you are today. And he may have to be going through what he's going through. And I might think that He's going down the wrong path, but it might be exactly the right path that people are going to need him to have gone through in the future. And, and I'll I tell try you, to think of that. Yeah. Go on, go on, please. No, you please go ahead. Oh, the 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 one thing that I that helped me do that was seeing love and respect from people, and that's what this is saying: like mm -hmm. love, respect, be humble, and lead by following. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank you yeah, so I think, much, um, Daryl. I just... appreciate you being here. I appreciate you stepping up and uh, and and choosing this. And and I'm glad that I asked about like where is this you know like applicable and 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 we got to really kind of dig in. And I hope you know my best to you and your stepson and that relationship and and being able to guide uh, because you know we don't we you know as 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 the Tao speaks about quite a bit this idea of leading you know, leading or governing and all of this. And all of that is like not only leading others, but leading ourselves and leading our body. How can we, if we want to lead the people and if the people are the cells of our body, how can we lead the cells of our body to be healthy? Well, we must learn how to follow them. What do they want? But what do they really want? Not what, not what makes them, not what makes them feel comfortable. What do they want? Do they want to move? Do they want to be still? Now, oftentimes we can find ourselves like watching TV and eating snacks, being like, God, I, I don't like that I'm doing this. We don't even ask, ask, ask that question. We don't even answer, you know, like we don't even recognize that we don't like the things that we're doing. You know, in, in the back of our mind, we're like, oh, I want to exercise or oh, I want to do this, but we don't actually get up and do it. Well, that is following the message of our body. That is following the message of those things in which we want to lead. If you want to govern the peace, if you want to govern the people, you must place yourself below them. You are the servant of the cells of your body. You are the servant of the people. And this is why all streams flow to the sea because it is lower than they are.
but all that, but that sea also nourishes those streams. And so there's a, there's a give and take here. We allow you to go somewhere, but we also like contribute to your vitality. And that's what a good leader does. And that's what good leaders do everywhere. And, um, you know, good management styles, good, you know, this is, this is why, um, I always kind of like lean on professionals and, uh, executives when I work with my recover yourself stuff, because it's very much in line with the Tao. So, uh, so, uh, we talked to George, we talked to Daryl, if anybody else wants to come up and pick a number between one and 81, I would love to have you. Um, I was going to pick a number and I forgot what number it was, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and look at some of these while, uh, you guys are contemplating coming up. If you do want to come up, please do. It's always great to have conversations. We do get deep sometimes. I'm going to pour a little more booch into my glass. Um, cause I, I finished, I finished that first, that first little bout. But here we go. So we picked 45 and 66. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping someone comes up, but nope, I'm going to go ahead and pick 13. Lucky number 13. No, I think I picked 13 earlier this week. Someone else picked 13. I could pick it anyway. Um, but I'm going to go with nine. I'm going to go with nine and I'm going with, oh no, you know what? That's right. I was in Isabel Mears this morning, and I'm picking 79. To harmonize great enemies, we must possess that which far suppresses enmity. Do you guys know what enmity, E-N-M-I-T-Y means? Because uh, I don't, and I'm going to have to look that up if I want to move on. Enmity. Enmity, the state of feeling, the state or feeling of being actively opposed or hostile to someone or anything or something. Okay, so we must possess that which far surpasses enmity, far, surpass, far surpasses, is that right? Far surpasses the state of feeling or being actively opposed to. To harmonize with great enemies, we must possess that which far surpasses, far surpasses the state of feeling or being actively opposed to something. So to being an enemy, right? Like the, that, which, that which is being an enemy, I suppose. Um, so we must possess that which far surpasses being an enemy. So to harmonize with great enemies, we must possess that which far surpasses enmity. We must be able to be at peace in order to be active in love. This is why the self-controlled man holds the left-hand position of the contract, but does not insist upon the other man producing his portion. I like that. He who is virtuous may rule by a contract. He whose virtue is within may rule by destroying it. Akin to heavenly Tao is inner life. A constant giver is the man who loves. Okay, so once again, this is, uh, this is, <laughs> this is Isabel Mears, and so it is, uh, always hard to uh, understand exactly what she's getting at because it was 
translated such a long time ago. Uh, so I'm going to read, as I go through this, I'm going to read the 79 version, the 79th chapter under Stephen Mitchell. Failure is an opportunity. If you blame someone else, there's no end to the blame. So this is a beautiful one. I like this one quite a bit. Uh, therefore, the master fulfills his own obligations and corrects her own mistakes. She does not. She does what she needs to do and demands nothing of others. Okay, so that's the that's the that's the gist of what we're looking at here. Um, to harmonize with great enemies, we must possess that which far surpasses enmity. We must be able to be at peace in order to be active in love. That is why the self-controlled man holds the left portion of the contract but does not insist upon the other man producing his portion. He who is virtuous may rule by a contract. He whose virtue is within may rule by destroying it. Akin to heavenly Tao is inner life. A constant giver is the man who loves. Hmm. So I'm going to sip my Tao. I'm going to sip, I'm going to sip my Tao. I'm going to sip my, my kombucha here, and I'm going to think about this for a second. I'm going to separate these two so I can see them side by side. It's important to be able to <laughs> to understand how other people have um, have understood the Tao so that we can kind of get a deeper understanding. So here we go. Failure is an opportunity. If you blame someone else, there's no end to the blame. That's beautiful. I understand that completely, right? Failure is an opportunity. When I got stung, when I was in my dark retreat by the um, the scorpion, I very, very much wanted to be able to blame the center as well as the scorpion, but I didn't because once you start to blame, there's no end to the blame. So to harmonize great enemies, we must possess that which far surpasses enmity. Um, so that's, that I can see connecting. We must be able to be at peace in order to achieve to be active in love so those two things i i get I, so i can i can i can stomach this to harmonize with a great enemy is means to possess that which far surpasses enmity meaning that you can't blame right like if if your enemy if you want to harmonize with your enemy they can't be an enemy and the way that they're not going to be an enemy is by possessing within ourselves the strength that is much greater than that which creates an enemy. We have to know ourselves so much that we don't create an enemy in our mind. Because if it is even the slightest bit um, less than, if we can't, if we can't if we can't live our lives in this moment in which nobody is an enemy ever so this is far surpassing enmity right like far surpassing the ability to have an enemy that's the only way that we're going to harmonize with a great enemy so if you if you're out there and you know like if you i've been, I've been talking with a couple people from europe and like or, or from england and and they were uh you know i know you guys are voting on a new prime minister and so boris is on like if you hate boris he is a great enemy to you like you have to have something with inside yourself 
that far surpasses enmity, that far surpasses being able to have an enemy. And when you can do that, when you can have and possess that ability to far surpass enmity, far surpass having an enemy, then you can harmonize with a great enemy. You know, whether that be Trump or Biden or Boris or, or, or Putin or whatever, right? Like, like to be able to possess that ability to not have an enemy. Um, and that is, and that, you know, failure is an opportunity and, and failure is an opportunity, just like an enemy is an opportunity. If you blame someone else, there's no end to the blame, right? This is, this is how this, uh, we're looking at Isabel Mears and we're looking at the translation of 79 within, um, Stephen Mitchell's, uh, translation. And so these two things are really nice to look side by side, especially because Isabel Mears is sometimes a little more difficult. So that is why the self-controlled man holds the left portion of the contract, but does not insist upon the other man producing his portion. I really, you know, like there's a lot of images, you know, like one of the images that comes to mind is like carnivals when I was a kid and like people who would get the left and right, like, side of a heart, right? Like a locket or something. And it would be like the left side and the right side. And, you know, and I also recently got a letter in the mail in which somebody kind of said in our relationship, uh, said something about our relationship and like me being the one that, you know, loves more. And it, it was a good thing. It was, it was very loving and, and, and all of this, but it, it reminds me of that because I don't expect her to come up with her half. I only expect that, well, while I'm here, we could, I can love you dearly, right? Like I don't expect you to do anything more. This is why the self-controlled man holds his portion, but does not insist upon the other producing theirs. And in the Stephen Mitchell, therefore, the master fulfills her own obligations and corrects her own mistakes without the need of the other person. How many times have we held something and didn't want to tell somebody else because we put ourselves in a vulnerable position? How many times have we been in a relationship and waited for the person in our relationship to commit before we would? How many times have we cheated ourselves because the other person didn't want to step up to the plate in the same way we did? And this is what this is saying. This is why the self-controlled man holds their portion, but does not insist upon the other person producing theirs. You know, this is, this is really like, this is like, now that I'm starting to get through this, this is really beautiful. And I'm really, really touched by how this is expressed. And it is true. If you, if you are constantly waiting for another person to step up, you're going to, um, like your feelings, your emotions, your love shouldn't be held prisoner, held captive because someone else can't express theirs. We want to be able to express ourselves completely. And 
and this is something that you know I have I've noticed in my life in the past, and something that I've been continually trying to work on. You know what? I want to be vulnerable right now with you, no matter what. Um, Isabel, and then uh, Isabel, and then I got uh, my buddy Julie on the line as well. So we're gonna bring in Isabel. Isabel, how you doing? Good. How are you? Um, I am doing very well. I'm just like running through the 79 with Isabel Mears and it's a, it's a delight. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So I only, I didn't hear the entire, the entirety, but I heard about expressing yourself. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think and, you yeah. do that very well. I think you oh. express yourself very clearly and flow your love. Well, you know, there's a, a, and and you get to experience that from a perspective, and I get to experience that from a perspective, and so right. you know, this is why this is why I talk a lot about the the difference between having been taught something and having learned something. You know, when we have mm -hmm. when we're when we're taught things, we often uh, take that as truth and and don't and don't you know put it to uh, you know, we, we don't, we don't question it very often. You know, a lot of things that we learned in school were like, I learned this or, or I, I was taught this, you know, da, da, da. But then when we know that we've learned things, that we've put things together and, and understand them, we're so much more ready to question those things. You Isn't know, that those, interesting? Well, and that's because we know the history. And we mm -hmm. don't know the history of that which we were taught and it was written in a book or it was this or it was that and so we just take it as truth but when we learn something we're so much more open to being like oh i can learn something different i can i can contribute to that have to what i have already learned because it is it is growth and and i do think that you know like just like you're saying oh i express myself yes for you i express myself pretty openly but yes. for me there's always more that i can grow right there's always of more. course you know and and as we look at ourselves it's always beautiful to be able to continue to learn you know and and and, and so yeah so I, I that's that 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 comes to mind as you as you say that um do you mind if i ask you um because i'm just so darn curious but if you could share where where would you want to express yourself more? In what areas? Like, is it in relationships no, no. or? No, there, there are no areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Areas don't exist. I mean, areas exist if you compartmentalize your life and you separate yourself from all that is, but areas don't exist. Areas are just a, are, are just a concept of the mind. Yeah, okay. All right. I love this. So you just want to ex express yourself? No, 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 no. I did not say no. I want. Okay. Okay. Right. Like, so that's desire. Right. And then that, uh -huh. and that's, all, that's already been, been dealt with. And so like, there are places that I can, but whether I want to or not, that's, that, that, that's just, these are things that just happen, right? Like, this is just, this is just in, in the being of it and and i don't 
you know, when I express this, right, the self-controlled man holds the left portion of the contract, but does not insist upon the other producing the contract, right? So that's what this states. And I'm going to ask you for a number in a moment, but, but okay. what that, what this is expressing, and there have been a lot of places in my life where, you know, I would pause to be vulnerable in the past, right? Like, you know, you, sure. it's like, I want to be vulnerable, but it is much easier to ask questions than to be vulnerable and then wait yeah. for the response. And when you get the response, you can be as vulnerable as the other person. The problem I with get that it. is that, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. My yeah. fellow teacher, I get it. <laughs> I did. I would not, I would not. That is a, that is an insult to what I can produce. <laughs> You know, um, I struggle with it too. Um, I call it integration. <laughs> I call it integration. So it's like having these knowings or understandings, I would say, right? Don't get caught up on my language, but um, but then like putting it in practice and uh, in my own life, I'm like, oh, <laughs> sometimes I'd get it. And I do it and I expand in love and I, I'm in the love flow and other times I'm like, well, and there it is. Okay. Isabel Zimmerman. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no end, right? And there's and, no uh, end, you know, and if you, if you think you've arrived, you're lost, right? <laughs> like, that's all. So true. It's so like, true. It's like everyone, everyone, they thought that, you know, like, they thought that they were in India when they were in the States, right? I mean, I know that that's a story, but, but, but even still, that's a, it's poignant to be like, Hey, I've arrived, but you're lost, yeah. right? Yeah. But you just don't know that yet. <laughs> Eventually, when you, when you realize where you are, you're not going to be where you thought you were. Yes. <laughs> isn't it funny? It's so funny, isn't it? It is, it is, it is deep truth, you know, like I'm glad you're tickled by this. <laughs> I am, I am. So do you it's have so, a number for me today? I do, 35. 35. Let's see, let's see, let's see what we let's can, see let's what, see what we yeah. can extrapolate from here. <laughs> she who is centered in the Tao can go wherever she wishes without danger. She perceives the universal harmony, even amid great pain, because she has found peace in her heart. Music or the smell of good cooking may make people stop and enjoy, but words that point to the Tao seem monotonous and without flavor. When you look for it, there's nothing to see. When you listen for it, there's nothing to hear. But when you use it, it's inexhaustible. Isn't that beautiful? Oh my gosh. This is why I read the Tao. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's very nice. So what is what are some what are some <laughs> very nice. What are some of your first like right, when we get into this, it might not be so nice. What <laughs> what um, what what are some of your initial thoughts about that? Um I got a little validation from spirit when you read that first line. 
the first few lines of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I've been really um, going within and feeling pain and leaning into it. Mm, and just, um, I would have to say, Martin, it's been, it's been surreal. It's been a surreal experience to actually, um, and again, you can't trick the universe because you have to feel it, but really even loving sadness, like if somebody would have said, Isabel, you would, you would actually love the emotion sadness, like, not like love, I need to feel sadness, but like, it's like appreciating. I don't know. This is okay. I'm going to try. No, to you are this. absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing only because of the fact that like words are so stupid. Um, and, and it's so hard to, <laughs> to articulate. Ex yeah. Well, it, it's not hard to articulate if the listener is keen on the depth and breadth of experience mm. that we have, but we live in a world that wants to be comfortable and has been screaming for decades about how to just be happy. And the thing is, is sadness is so important if you want to embrace happiness. Sadness is important if you want to be present. That doesn't mean we get caught up in wallowing in sadness, but we feel it. And it is so important because it is, a, it is a chemical thing that's happening in our body that actually is helping us process through things. Yes, and um, so sadness, here's another perspective that I, I didn't really see, but um, until I, I can now, but one of the interesting sadness is also when you lose, let's say you're a child and you lose your favorite teddy bear, you are so sad because you loved that teddy bear so much. So sadness is really also in that frequency of love because I, I'm so sad it's because I am loving so greatly. I am feeling the great loss of love. And so when I felt that, um, I realized how beautiful is that, that I get to feel love in this frequency of sadness, of yeah. loss. You know, and that's really interesting as it relates to this 35, she who is centered in the Tao can go where she wishes without danger. A lot of mm -hmm. times when people, when people start to enter into that state of sadness, they get afraid of where it might take them. Mm. And here we're saying she who is centered in the Tao can go where she wishes. You can go to that sadness. You can be sad without danger. She perceives the universal harmony, even amid great pain, because she has found peace in her heart. And so that universal harmony, I'm really 
So I'm, I'm being mentored by spirit and, um, it's just a deepening of understanding. <laughs> so karma, I've been mentored around karma and understand it. And then I even got like even a more deepening understanding around karma and it's about balance. So everything in all of your soul field in this life, in all lives that are happening now, it is always balanced. It is always balanced. So if you feel a loss, you will feel, I'm just going to use the word gain, but it's a balance. It's always balanced. It's mm -hmm. always balanced within the universe. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I really never really th thought about it until like they were mentoring me and really discussing this and showing me. And it, it helped me soften. A, um, it helped me soften my own pain, my own perceived suffering, my own judgment, my own, because I could see the tapestry or feel it more of it's okay. Everything will be balanced. And that gave me such a peace. Mm -hmm. Just, it, it really gave me peace in my heart. And so that line really spoke to me. That's beautiful. This continues to talk about this like interesting, interesting balance of things. Music or the smell of good cooking may make people stop and enjoy, but words that point to the Tao seem monotonous and without flavor. You know how I interpreted it, that line was when you look for something literally, you can't see it. You know, as we, as we continue to explore the world of worldly pleasures in the world today, the uh, truth about what is seems to get grayer and duller and duller all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and just like you said, it's harder to understand and articulate to people who are looking for spicy flavors and, and, and bright colors and all of this. And you're just like, well, you know, like sadness is something that I enjoy, like not, not <laughs> joy, but you know, like, it's like, you, I, I can't even use words anymore because every word is locked up in, in, in this worldly pleasure zone. And I would love for you to come back if you get cut, cut out. Okay. Out I will. This. I'll come right yeah. back. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so as I read this line, you know, as your time runs out, um, music or the smell of good cooking may make people stop and enjoy, but words that point to the Tao seem monotonous and without flavor. And that's something that, that really is happening around us increasingly, especially as we continue to engage in a world the you know the worldly pleasures that are around us and i know julie's in line and we're going to talk you know about about like how how there's a calm on the other side of all of that excitement yeah i agree and um this is so funny that we're ha 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 they say um but 
I was just talking to um, a friend and then I told her, I said, you know, Nikki, I, I really feel like I'm changing and I know we change all the time. I said, but what's interesting is I'm observing the things that used to give me pleasure in life and that I enjoy do not have the same effect, I would say. I can still enjoy it, but it's not the same. And she said, well, what are you enjoying now? And I said, I'm really enjoying my consciousness, my, my, I'm going within and I'm just so curious Mm -hmm. of really who I am. <laughs> you, know, when I was, you know, it's a little surreal. When I was like a teenager, I, when I was a teenager, I, I had said this. I was like, there is no end to the list of shit that I don't care about. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but it wasn't this, it wasn't coming like as I, as I kind of express, you know, as I, as I understand life more now, it wasn't coming from a place of dissatisfaction. It was coming from a place of like, I, I don't, I don't want to go to your theme park. I don't want, like, I, I don't want to engage. Like it just, there's nothing like I don't enjoy this. Like I don't mm -hmm. enjoy your, you know, vapid pleasure. Like it's mm. not, there's nothing, there's nothing there for me. And there was, it would always fall flat. And, and people would tell me, oh, you're just, you're just, you know, like, you're just an unhappy person. I was like, no, I you know, really, especially after I got sober and stuff, I had to really examine all of that. Well, was I just angry and upset? I mean, there was a part of that, but, but there was a deep, deep, um, connection with just like, no, you know what? I really just enjoy sitting quietly and turning everything off like there's just i i like if there was something i enjoy and there is an end to that enjoyment like i don't want to sit for six hours and like not think but but like you know i i definitely need to make time every day to do that just so i can get through a day of this you know like this sort of like oh yeah. i enjoy doing this or whatever you know like i enjoy connecting with people like like when i connect with you when i connect with anybody on here like like i make an effort to be here with you you know yeah. and i and i enjoy that yes you know yes i but, enjoy great conversations too yeah like that's and, really one of my favorite things yeah and we don't have to say a word for me, right? Like, like mm -mm. for me, at least like, like we could just be like, okay, we're connected. Okay. Let's, let's just do mm -hmm. that. <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> but you know, but, but as it says here, words that point to the Tao seem monotonous and without flavor. And, and I want to, you know, bring up your, your talk about karma because like music and the smell of good cooking may make people stop and enjoy music, good cooking, fucking movies, fucking Netflix, yeah. fucking drugs, mm -hmm. fucking weed, fucking like all of these things may make people stop and enjoy. But where's the point of the Dowsy monotonous without flavor? And in order to, in order to balance the karma of the universe, it may very well be that those words that point to the Tao will become increasingly monotonous 
and without flavor as increasing people start moving towards like the metaverse and like all mm -hmm. of these places where it's like continues to support and enhance addiction because oh let me stop and enjoy this let me enjoy let me enjoy let me enjoy and it's like in the dow like you know even when you said you enjoyed like your uh consciousness mm. there is nothing there to enjoy there is everything there to enjoy as well but there is like from this aspect of you take someone off of like social media and you say now enjoy your consciousness they're like right 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 there's no there's no instant <laughs> gratification there there's nothing there to enjoy i know right i i get it <laughs> yeah but that's so, okay. It's for them yeah. to, to find the journey, you know? So, um, so this wraps up with when you look for it, there's nothing to see. When you listen for it, there's nothing to hear. When you use it, it is inexhaustible. And this is your consciousness, right? Yeah. When you look for it, nothing to see. When you listen for it, nothing to hear. But when you sit with it, when you use it, it's inexhaustible. Isn't that, that's just so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you have other guests. Thank yeah, you so much absolutely. for having me. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. And always lovely to connect with you once again. Yes. Uh, it, I, it's, yeah, it's been a while. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad you stepped up. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So, um, Julie was on and she had her granddaughter, Millie, and Millie chose 16. She had to step away because her kids move quick, um, but she chose 16. Um, if, if you're still listening, Julie, I'm going to read through 16 uh, for you and Millie. And I know a little bit about Millie, so maybe I can speak to her directly here. Um, empty your mind of all thoughts, Millie. <laughs> like, stop thinking. Stop thinking. Uh, let your heart be at peace. Watch the turmoil of beings, but contemplate their return. Each separate being in the universe returns to a common source. Returning to the source is serenity. If you don't realize the source, you simply you stumble in confusion and sorrow. When you realize where you come from, you naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother, dignified as a king. Immersed in the wonder of the Tao, you can deal with whatever life brings you. And when death comes, you are ready. So, Millie, uh, what are your initial thoughts? <laughs> I know you're not with me, but I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go through this line by line. I'm going to tell you my initial thoughts uh, as uh, do I want to do it before after we go through it. So there's this uh, there's this concept that's that's deep in this 16 that is uh don't judge right uh your mind is constantly and i don't know how old you are um but you you may very well if you're if you're over 14 or approaching 14 um i think you're 11 um but you may be, you may be, you're approaching 14, maybe. Uh, if you're approaching 14, your mind is going to 
be taking on more um, more work, more duty in your life. Your brain is going to, and you're gonna you're gonna find judgment being at the core of a lot of the things that you're thinking. So between 14 and 21, I mean, these aren't hard numbers, but if you are between the ages of 14 and 21, I think you're a little younger than that. So, but as you approach 14, your mind is going to do more heavy lifting. But what we start with here is empty your mind of all thoughts. Now that's gonna be hard for you because you're really just now, probably, I mean, I'm thinking you're 11 or 12, um, you are just now starting to get access to your, uh, your frontal lobe and Graciela's in line. I just want to go through this 16 for Millie really quick, and then I'll, uh, I'll bring you up. So empty your mind of all thoughts, let your heart be at peace. Now, when you can, when you can allow your mind to let go of the judgments and thoughts, then you can open your heart. Now your heart has been open and has brought you to where you are just through developmental, you know, like in my concept of how we develop, your heart is, uh, is, is in control and it's, it's relinquishing some of its power to your head. So as you continue to grow and age, you're going to want to like remember how to be in your heart because your mind is going to convince you that it knows what's up. Uh, watch the turmoil of beings, but contemplate their return. That's even for you. You wanna watch the, watch the trouble that you have within your mind and continue to uh, return to your heart because your heart is where relationship is and your heart is what brought you to where you are today. Each separate being in the universe returns to the common source. Returning to the common source is serenity. If you don't realize the source, you stumble in confusion and sorrow. And the source is within you. And it is not in your head. Your head wants to believe it is and tries to convince us that it knows best. When you realize where you come from, you naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother and dignified as a king. You stand up for yourself, but you also allow others to be who they are as they are without having to force them into being who you need them or want them to be. Immersed in the wonder of the Tao, you can deal with whatever life brings you. And when death comes, you are ready. And death here for you as someone who's like 11 or 12 or whatnot, um, you know, we don't want to think about that as being like the death of your body, but the death of who you were last year. Every time you go into a new class, you are a new person. You know, every time you, you elevate you know, into your next grade, into your next course, into your next thing, you are a new person. And that means allowing the old person, allowing the identity that you had last year to fall away, to die. So allow that you don't, you don't have to hold on to that identity. You don't have to hold on to the identity that, that you were yesterday. You can be who you are today, open your mind and allow that to uh, allow that to take, uh, open your mind, open your heart and, and be present here with what needs to be. We're going to bring Graciela up and then we're going to, uh, see where we go from there. How's it going? Good morning, Martin. How are you? I am well. Oh my gosh. You, you're so early. Yes, I am. Early. It is Friday. 
It is Friday. So uh, are, are you getting to go to the temple today? Oh, no. I wish I went every Friday. Um, I only oh. go once a month. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, my sitter is not available this week. I, you know, I run my life according to her schedule. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. how that is, but I can imagine. Right. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. Aside from the temple ceremonies, we in our church we don't do anything ceremonial for easter or christmas or anything like that mm -hmm. we just we'll we'll just go to church on sunday and it'll be easter and that's it oh okay. you know we'll have like the primary sing some songs and whatnot um those yeah. are the little kids from five to twelve anyway oh. um so i have to get elijah from his bedroom right now okay but i'll do 61. 61 off i go and if you have to step away of course i can i can run through this for you and uh and yeah so 61 i'm listening thank you yeah i gotcha when a country obtains great power it becomes like the sea all streams run downward into it you know that's interesting that this comes up because i was talking to daryl about this this morning um if if uh I'm, I'm guessing you didn't hear that but um we 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 talked about this concept of run the sea and it bringing all of this into it so when a country obtains great power it becomes like the sea all streams run downward into it the more powerful it grows the greater the need for humility humility means trusting the Tao thus never needing to be defensive wow this is i don't it's been a long time since i've read this one because i don't even remember that line the, a great nation is like a great man when he makes a mistake he realizes it having realized it he admits it having admitted it he corrects it he considers those who point out his faults as his most benevolent teachers he thinks of his enemies as the shadow that he himself casts. If a nation is centered in the Tao, if it nourishes its own people and doesn't meddle in the affairs of others, it will be the light. It will be a light to all nations in the world. Hmm. So that's really beautiful. Um, and I know you are uh you know, you're you're occupied so if you can step up anytime you just step up and let me know and i will uh i will yield to whatever you have to say otherwise yeah gonna... take the oh. take the beginning and the ending like you do just go through it the way you do that was really right. nice for sure um thank you for that absolutely absolutely and take your time and and you know like again this is i am i am connected to you as we do this so it's you know like we don't necessarily need um need the interaction because i know you're in the middle of other things as well so the end of this is beautiful if a nation is centered on the Tao, if it nourishes its own people and doesn't meddle in the affairs of others it will be a light for all nations of the world and so here we're talking about you know like <clears throat> once again we're talking about this idea of a nation but what is a nation if it's not a family if it's not the 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 culmination of your body and your life and all of the things that you're doing as well as as an individual because it's like that is what a nation is to you like you aren't you aren't the you know the president or the prime minister of a country right so so uh it what it states here is you want to nourish your own people and not meddle in the affairs of others 
When a country obtains great power, this is what it says in the beginning, when a country obtains great power, it becomes like the sea. All sea, all streams run downward into it. And so when we talk about this idea of nourishing... All seas, all seas run <clears throat> downward, it all says? Streams, streams. All streams, got it, got it. Yeah. It becomes like the sea, all streams run downward into it. The more powerful it grows, the greater the need for humility. Humility means trusting the Tao, right. thus never needing to be defensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this idea of being defensive may come into this idea of also meddling in the affairs of others. If a nation is centered in the Tao, if it, nourish, it, if it nourishes its own people and doesn't meddle in the affairs of others, it will be a light to all nations. And so I, I see that as, as being connected to this, being, having a state of humility and not having the need to be defensive. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just taking a moment to think. Can you hear me? I can. And uh, I thought that was a that's a little timely for me because of um, this this experience with Twitter that I've had this week. Uh, we don't need to get into the details, but circles and the Dow and picking number and you know what do you hear? What number you know keeps popping up? And there's just so much guidance. <laughs> yeah, if we seek it, right? Like it's there. Right. It's there. Um, and so, yeah, I apologize if I, um, went away for a second or something, no, Elijah just no, no. literally walked out and he is outside in the back already <laughs> playing in the sand. He's this, this, this child, he's so wild. Anyway, I'm over here with, with his, with his shirt, but he's over there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yay, it's Friday. Um, anyway, yeah, and I was also listening to you looking up the word enmity. Enmity, that's how you say it, enmity. Yeah. Yes, and it, it, that word, it, you know, it, it goes back to the Bible. Um, Heavenly Father placed enmity between Adam and the snake, and so there's there's a despisement there of evil and whatnot so that's what the word mm. that's where the word really comes from wow I, I will place enmity between you and the son of man or whatever i don't remember how the scripture goes um i'm pretty good yeah. at the overall doctrinal mastery but not so much like quoting specific passages like Daniel F. Harb and quoting like where they come from. I'm like, you know, somewhere in the Bible it says this. You yeah. <laughs> trust me. It's there. Yeah. I just don't know where. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. You know, like uh, that was that was my 79 this morning, and what it states was that like to harmonize great enemy and to harmonize great enemies, we must possess that which far surpasses enmity. Enmity. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. So that's, 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 thank you for that. Cause it's, uh, cause that's, that's beautiful. Mm. Like, and, and, you know, I like that the Tao, that the Tao wants to, you know, and, and expresses like harmonizing great enemies, you know, right like that's a, that's right. a, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. And, the, but, you know, here for 61, 
to be centered and nourish, right? We want to, you know, I was talking with Daryl this morning about the streams running to the sea and, and also quietly nourishing them because the, the water from the sea evaporates into the sky and then falls as snow and then turns into the, the, that which is the stream. Right. And so it's like nourishing and being humble to receive those things is, is on both, you know, like we're on both sides of that. Uh, He is wild this morning. Yes. (laughs) And maybe he's wild every morning. And that's, that's, this is, this is, um, and, and the middle of this, you know, like connects those two by stating, a great nation is like a great man. When he makes a mistake, he realizes it. Having realized it, he admits it. Having admitted it, he corrects it. He considers, you know, and that's an interesting sort of uh, explanation of it because this is, I mean, even though I walked away from 12-step program in my, uh, in my recovery, this is at the core of it, right? Realizing it, admitting it and then correcting it, you know, and this is a, this is, I think this is very good for everybody and a great nation. It's talking about a nation, but then we bring this down is like a great man or a great person, right? Right, When, when he makes a mistake, we realize it, having realized it, we admit it, having admitted it, we correct it. We consider those who point out our faults as our most benevolent teachers. Mm -hmm. And I think if we could all get to that point, we'd be in a really great place. Yes. I think this, that little line right there takes me to the book that we've been reading together, happy, not Mm. perfect. And how it starts with the core beliefs that I'm not good enough and whatever. And part of the reason why, those core beliefs were imprinted it's because she believed what others told her <laughs> she yeah. believed what others made her feel right and so it's it's a problem and a true rite of passage to be able to just do your thing not taking into consideration how others may you know criticize or whatnot and at the same time there's that humility of, of taking in whatever constructive criticism is there to really ponder, right? Yeah, and we have to, we have to be able to take that in. And, and even if it's like, it's very often that people um, are going to try to hurt us with criticism, like that can happen as well. And we have to be able to take in that criticism without judgment and be like, you know what, that doesn't resonate with me. Now I can move on. And I don't necessarily have to listen to this person. That is, I don't have to judge them. I don't have to be angry, but I can. And you did drop off. But if you wanted to come back on, you can. I will continue talking about this. thing. Um, So, you know, when we get those criticisms, when we get, you know, and, you know, it's so often, you know, I was talking with, I think I was talking to Daryl about this earlier as well, this idea of what we, what we believe we were taught and what we learned. I always like to remind everybody that everything that you know, you learned. You know, yes, you were taught that two plus two is four. And that's something that solidifies and is in your mind and you memorize for the rest of your life. And there are things that you were taught in school, 
But everything outside of school are things that you learned. And even like the emotional stuff, like, you know, like, like if you were an F student, well, like you maybe you learned that you weren't worthy or whatnot, that you weren't taught that, you know, like the things that you like think we have to be able to differentiate the things that we were taught and the things that we learned. Because when we can, if we think we were taught that we weren't good enough, we have to recognize that no, there was no syllabus, there was no test, we learned that we weren't good enough. And when we can recognize that we learned something, we are much more, um, much more adept at shifting what we have learned because we were the ones that learned it. When we were taught something, we're so much quicker. And I think I was actually talking to Isabel about this. Uh, we're so much easier when we're taught something, it's so much harder to break free from that because if someone were to say no 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 actually two plus two is six and you didn't and you know like we'd be like but no this is how it is this is how it is and we would we would stand firm on that but when we learn something we're much we're much more easier to be like oh well maybe i didn't know that when i learned it so it's my responsibility to learn versus um your responsibility to teach me something Right. And if it's your responsibility to teach me something, then I can uh, I can hold fast to that, and I don't ever have to break free from it. I can I can anchor myself on something that is truth. You know, I know I know like you know Pluto is a planet or a you know a, a moon or whatever. It depends on how you learned that and where you learned it. You know, like I you know, it could very easily just be like I don't want to unlearn that. That's fine. You know, because this is something we were taught, and so we're going to stand up for it. You know, we were taught, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman, and so that that's what it says, and that's what I that's what I believe, and I'm not going to break my. But maybe I just oh well, that's just because of the experiences that I had that I thought that. Well, then now maybe I can change that. When I know that I'm in control of what I'm learning, I'm much more adept at changing that, and I think that's what. We're getting in here. A great nation is like a great man. When he makes a mistake, he realizes it. Having realized it, he admits it. Having admitted it, he corrects it. It's all about knowing that we learned this and that it may be erroneous. He considers those who point out his fault as his greatest, as his most benevolent teachers. He thinks of his enemies as shadows that he himself casts. If a nation is centered on the Tao, if it nourishes its own people, and if a great man is centered in the Tao and nourishes itself, it doesn't and doesn't meddle in the affairs of others. It will be a light to all nations in the world. You will be a light to all people in the world if you um, if you can do all of these things, right? Like if you can if you can look at those who point out your faults as your benevolent teachers. If you can nourish your people without nourish yourself without getting in the way of it you know you don't have to judge that which is happening right now you can just be here and continue to nourish your body as it as it lives its life in accordance to the Tao. yeah so that's 61 so we covered 61 and millie and i did 16 uh i chose uh what was it 79 isabel and i covered 35 daryl and i 66 and then george came on first with 45 i want to thank him for joining me for the first time
Um, other than that, like I think that's a good Friday Dow. If you guys are if you guys are complete, um, I'll be uh, stepping away. Uh, I do may have a call in 20 minutes i don't even know if that's true or not <laughs> like it's very everything is very tentative in my life right now um love you guys thank you so much for joining me for dow of the day i'm your host martin john i host the recover yourself podcast i will be posting an episode that will explain everything that happened in my dark retreat uh step by step so you can follow along there if you'd like i'm also considering opening a new season of uh the recover yourself podcast so i may be reaching out to some of you uh that i've uh that i've interacted with as uh, to interview for that of course it does revolve around recovery and other things like that so this isn't this isn't about it's just i have met some of you that are in recovery and that have have uh great concepts around uh, what it means to recover oneself. And so I want to be able to, you know, tap in and reach out and see what we can uh, do together. Uh, other than that, if you guys benefit from the work that I do, definitely consider uh, giving me a tip through uh, Venmo at Martin John underscore Garcia. You can check out my links and donate through Linktree. Uh, always happy to uh, be here and do this work. I may be coming back on Sunday. I just was reminded that Sunday is Easter, so I don't know if Paul Pedmore and I are going to come together for our collaboration on Sunday or not. But um, either way, I am always around, and you can reach out to me via, uh, you can DM me through Instagram. Uh, I take a limited number of one-on-one -on -one clients every month, and I still haven't, but will be shortly putting some dates on the calendar for my Recover Yourself workshop. If you guys are interested, you can just reach out to me directly. Thank you so much for uh, listening and all that you guys do here on Wisdom. Wisdom is such a wonderful platform to be doing uh, what I do, just connecting with people one-on-one. -on -one. Love you guys. Good luck with everything that you have today. Have a wonderful holiday. If you celebrate, if you don't, have a wonderful, you know, walk through the city on Sunday without anybody bothering you. <laughs> Love you guys. Hope you're all well and stay that way. And until next time, keep recovering yourself.